What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multipurpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multipurpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In-store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519. Uh, you've just turned in to, let's face it, I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. I thank you for joining me tonight. Tonight's a very special show for me. I have um, six of my closest friends here for a full show of hot topics. Um, we're going to be talking about everything that's trending in the news, everything currently going on in society today, things that you guys are talking about already. I have six of my most opinionated friends who are here. I told you guys last week that we had at my home, a conversation dinner, and some of the most interesting topics came up, and that gave me the idea of this show. So um, coming up right after this break, we're going to have my six friends, and we're going to be taking your calls. I have a lot of topics. We have a lot of topics that, of course, we can talk about, but we would much rather hear from you. So the number to call in is 917-932-1078. Make sure that you press 1 when the recording starts so that you can get in that special call queue to be a guest on your show, on this show. Um, Coming up next week, I want to put this in because we're probably not going to have time at the end. Um, Next week is all about um, sacred money archetypes. I have a guest, Cecilia Dawg-Gillis. A couple weeks ago, I had about a three-hour lunch with this young lady, and she blew me away with the information that she had regarding – just my personality type, just asking me very few questions. She was able to give me um, my money archetypes, give me some quick tips on ways that I can um, move, that I can make things that I can do, things that I could change that would um, increase my revenue and help me reach the financial goals that I have. So next week she's going to come and she's going to talk to us um, about sacred, our sacred money archetypes. It's all about aligning our spiritual and our financial success. What would it be like if you could stop being sick and tired of not having enough money? What would it take for you to finally be ready to live the life that you were really meant to live? So learning your your money archetype is going to help you realize what makes you tick when it comes to money. Also, it's going to learn how to power of what is called the secret money contract, and you're going to discover the most profitable actions that you can take to increase your income and secure your financial freedom. So that's coming up. Next week, October the 19th, um, Cecilia Dawg-Gillis is going to be here, a remarkable woman. She's a certified life coach, a scientific hand analyst, and a sacred money archetype coach. So, And she's also going to give away to one lucky caller a free session. I believe that's valued over $250. Don't quote me, but somewhere in that ballpark to, um, to one lucky caller. So right after this break, 
we're going to have um, six of my closest friends. They're they're a lively bunch, so you don't want to go anywhere. You just turned into Let's Face on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. We'll be right back. Planning for the ultimate vacation? Do you want the perfect wedding and honeymoon packages? How about a relaxing cruise or group travel destination? You need Phoenix One Travel. Phoenix One Travel is one of the leading providers of travel services and travel education in the world. Give us a call at 678-358-8588 or visit our website at www.com phoenixonetravel.paycation.com. Let's plan your dream getaway today. It's 6.42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey, the dreaded <laughs> splash fight. It's dad o'clock, and it's the best time of the day. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Are you a recent graduate, a displaced professional, or a subject matter expert looking for an opportunity? Or maybe you're seeking to advance your career in information technology and cybersecurity. If so, then Lanier Data Assurance Solutions, Inc. is the company for you. Lanier is a professional services consulting firm located in Washington, D.C., Largo, Maryland, and Jacksonville, Florida. We are comprised of highly experienced, certified security professionals, as well as subject matter experts in the science of information security and privacy. Lanier has established a solid reputation for excellence by providing superior services to every client. This credible firm brings a wealth and expertise to the profession. If you are interested in knowledge work, excellent compensation, contract and travel options, contact Lanier Data Assurance Solutions today. Like us on Facebook to get real-time opportunity announcements at facebook.com forward slash Lanier, which is L-E-N-E-E-R, or call 301-476-1844. You can also email us at info at Lanier.net. Back to Let's Face It. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn, and in the studio I have six of my closest friends. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Is everybody up here? Yes. Yes. Okay, I just want. Oh, I can hear you. Who is that? (laughs) Run. It's me. Me. Okay. Um, oh, Miss Anaconda's in the building. Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> let's just give everybody some idea of who's on the call. Of course, you know me. I'm Will. I'm your host. And next. Good evening, everybody. This is Yolanda Johnson. I'm from Portsmouth, Virginia. My profession is a licensed cosmetologist and a makeup artist. Hi, everybody. This is Ronice Gray. I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and um, I'm not sure what my profession is. 
I, I'm a makeup <laughs> artist, but I'm really not sure. Help me. <laughs> I am Anthony Collins, and I'm from Vicksburg, Mississippi. I am a financial management analyst and a makeup artist and image consultant. Hey, everybody. This is Quana Jefferson, also known as Quana J. I'm originally from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Woohoo! Go Razorbacks! Um, my profession is a public information specialist, too. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it's the equivalent of a publicist. And uh, I'm here just looking to have a really good time with Will and the crew. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. My name is Robin Thomas. I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. And my profession is a professional hairstylist and makeup artist. Hi, everyone. My name is Nathan Whitfield. I am the background to this full ground. I am what I am. I am my I am what am I? What else am I? (laughs) You're over. Okay, thank you. Everybody, we actually have our first caller on the line. Um, Dr. Antipas Harris calling from Virginia Beach. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much, Will. I appreciate this opportunity to to uh, to uh, speak to you on the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, what's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind these days is uh, the disparities of education among our young African American people, particularly African American men, uh, in the wake of the uh, the alleged prison. Uh, I'm sorry, the alleged police brutality that seems to be on the rise across the country, more pronounced in Ferguson right now, uh, but also episode with Trayvon Martin in uh, Florida, <clears throat> makes me uh, really worry about the state of the African-American community. And uh, with a lot of the reactions that are happening across the country, uh, I want to ask the panel, how do you think that it's best to address this issue, not from a reactionary standpoint, but from a point that we can really help our young men? Uh, That's the first question. I have one to follow up, if you don't mind. Okay. Well, this is Yolanda. Um, I would like to see more of our men getting involved with a lot of the young men in the community starting conversations with them, just even like a quick sit down just to say, hey, brother, how you doing? Is it anything that you need? It's not necessarily always about giving money or giving it. Sometimes it only takes a little time. And lately people don't have time for people. Um, This is Anthony. I agree with you, Yolanda. However, I think it's a little bit more to add to that. I think um, we as African-American men, we also have to set the example. You know, I agree with the talking and things like that, but we as African-American men, we have to learn not to be the statistic, but set the example. That way we give them something to follow or something to emulate. Yes, that is true, Anthony. Thank you for that. Uh, As you probably don't know, I'm a university professor. I teach at Regent University, and I also lead the ministry uh, Antipas Harris International Ministry. You can check me out on my website. 
But uh, my my follow up question is: as a university professor, what I what I recognize is that uh, many times we discuss issues. Uh, we either, on the one hand, focus on the uh, the perpetrator, or on the other hand, we have a lot of ideas about what we can do. But what it seem what seems to be difficult is how do you mobilize people, right? We we know we need more mentoring. We know that prison cells. It has been said the prison cells are are um, are. We determined the, the number of prison cells based on literacy rates in the third grade, um, ten years out, particularly in Texas. But um, what it does not seem it seems to be we still systemically have the same problem. While we know we need to do these things, such as mentoring and tutoring. So it's not like 1960s and 1950s when Martin Luther King Jr. and the other could mobilize a large number of African Americans behind an initiative. We're much more divided. So I guess my question more poignantly is how do you think that we can mobilize? Uh, what is the best way to mobilize men and um, folks from the community to rally around these issues? Like in Ferguson, they're rallying around all these protesting and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, who's going to do all that to do the other things that we know that our African-American young men need? Is the, is the question clear? Absolutely. Yeah. One thing, um, how do you do that? How, I'm at a loss because I, I, mean, I agree with you that uh, the solutions and the ideas, but getting people to work together to actually help these young men is much more difficult than it is for a bunch of people to run down there and hold up signs. Can I interject, if you will? This is Ronnie. Um, I want to go way, 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 way back. And when I say way back, I'm coming from um, a perspective of it kind of starts um, way before we're even born. A, a lot of, a lot. Of, I'm going to say me because I'm an African American woman, of course. Um, sometimes we make bad choices. Like for example, I'm I'm not ashamed to say I have four children. I'm now married. Uh, my youngest two belong to my husband, but my older two children, um, I had, you know, them out of wedlock and so on and so forth. And so, which which left me single with two males. You follow me? You follow where I'm going? Uh-huh. I get you. And so it starts back there sometimes. Um, and, 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 of course, it starts with educating. Like, for example, I had an opportunity from – you know, um, a younger age to educate my African-American males on, you know, where I may have um, outset my boundaries, made bad choices or gone in the wrong direction to give them an opportunity to be there for their children, you know, preferably, you you know, not more so than a girl, but, you know, for their African-American sons. So a lot of times it it goes way back before birth. You, You follow me? Mhm, mhm, mhm. I agree. I, like I agree with you about that. Um, I would agree. This is Will speaking. Um, I don't know if I don't know if that. I believe what Dr. Antipas is trying to figure out is a, a, a way that we can get to black men. And one of the things that one thing that I've learned in going through sitting in different symposiums talking directly to black men is black men want to be heard. And I think that what we have to do is set up 
these state forms or city forms or even educational forms in schools where black men can get together and talk about the issues, but it has to go beyond talk. And I think that's the reason why the frustration in Ferguson or the the frustration with the police is because they we're tired of talking. Well, that's the so, thing. I, I get all the frustration. I'm frustrated right along with them. But at the same time, while I'm frustrated with the systems, I'm frustrated with our community. We're more attracted. Exactly. We, more attracted we seem to be more attracted to uh, chaos and problems and, um, you know, uh, you know, the problem than we are to the solution. In other words, we'll we rally together, go down there, talking about stand my ground and and all that in Florida, and we'll right. go to Ferguson and we'll hold up signs and saying, you know, don't shoot and all this stuff, and the pictures look like 1960, but the piece that is missing is that after all of that, what, uh, how are we rallying together? I mean, our HBCUs are under-supported. Um, we, we have um, uh, our schools, we have programs, we have PTAs, and we can't get uh, you know, an army of black folks to go down there to the PTA to support and get the kids to go to the meetings. You know, so it's like we, we're focused on the, the 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 problem more than we're focused on the solution. We all the solution, know what, exactly. you know, so if we can rally together around how white folks treat us and all that. But mm. how do we rally around the solution? I agree with um, you and I understand what you're saying. I think you know, it starts at home, and it also starts in the community, like you said earlier. I think, you know, we need to hold our communities accountable as well as hold ourselves accountable because, you know, I remember growing up, the issue was it, it, your parent was okay with someone else, i.e. our neighbor or someone that they knew saying something to you. Nowadays, it's not, it's not that way. Nowadays, you have so many parents who get offended for someone, a neighbor, whoever, saying something to their child. You know, it takes a village to raise a family, and sometimes we we do need to come together, whether it's a community or or friends or whatever the case may be. But I think it starts at home, and then it starts in the community, and then once it starts in these various communities, then we can come together on a bigger level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Q, you wanted to say something? Sure. Um, so I wanted to first of all say that I totally agree with um, Minister Antipas. Um, I think that one of the things that we should be doing as a community is looking to drive more consistent action within the community. And it's very difficult to do that when you are not in the community. Um, A lot of times we see these issues that are going on and we speak on them, but unfortunately we are not connected to the community enough to where we can actually go into the community, go into these individual neighborhoods, and speak from an informed perspective. So, you know, we need to have more people like Reverend Antipas to teach our community how to implement action on a more consistent basis. Um, one of the things that I've seen with um, with music and media is that we're starting to have a shift, and like even in hip hop. So we're having more conscious activism. So we're having groups that used to be not so uh, well-received, like The Roots 
everybody's always loved them, but their topics of music has not always been wide, widely received. So now we have the David Banners and the Lecrae's that are also speaking about um, just our community and how we need to come together, we need to bind together. So, you know, we can blame the media because they do a good job. They do a good job at illuminating the chaos, um, but then we have to turn around and point the finger at ourselves as a community to say, hey, there's a vast gap between the chaos and the continuum of a solution. So we have to have people like you, Reverend Anthropos, that are able to go out into the hedges and highways, if you will, you and speak to those individuals. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much because that, that's been heavy on my heart. It, it just, you know, every, you know, it seems like you know, we we can't plead with them, whoever them is, to yeah. solve our problems. We we can do a lot for ourselves if we are not just simply reactionary, but rather exactly. proactive right. and consistent. Our energy can wane when it leaves the media or when the energy around, you know, the grieving period is over. But it has to be a sustainable um, commitment to the solution that we all, every time we talk about it, I hear people, we need more mentoring and tutoring. Then we set up mentoring and tutoring, and people don't sign up or they sign up and don't don't stick to it. So then when another chaos, another mishap happens, we react again. But I think that we've got to have more consistency, more commitment, and we have to be committed even when the media is not around because of the demand um, response. And there are projects happening all over the country. I know some great things that are happening. 200 plus in this area doing great things. Um, um, the Urban League is doing great things. And the list goes on Big Brothers and all that. They're all doing great things. But I know that, that, that one of their biggest struggles is to get the citizens to rally around yeah. their vision and be consistent. Right, right. Another thing, I know this is, um, I was talking to a client uh, three weeks ago, and one thing from when I was growing up in the 80s, 90s um, in college, um, there was a strong presence of the black Greek organizations who were coming to schools, they were rallying, um, basically trying to steer us in the right path. My niece who just went off to college, she's 17, 18, I asked her about what she's going to play. She didn't know anything really about the Greek organizations because they weren't going back into the schools anymore um, for mentor programs. I know they still have those, but it seems like the outreach probably could be a little bit stronger and they could help um, guide and groom not only the black men, but also some of these young black women because they're getting off the hook too um, now. So I think maybe increasing their presence back into the community. Even now, she was saying the lines that go on campus, there may be like one, two, two, three people at the most. And when I was in college, you know, you had a full line that were casting people away because, you know, they didn't have the the, the demand outweigh the supply of what they had I mean, spaces on line. So I think maybe increasing that presence, going back and doing more mentoring, would also help that cause. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much for uh, – I don't you. want to hold up your time. I know the other folks want to talk too, but this is – this is one hot topic that I had on my heart. <laughs> okay. Well, thank thank you so much for calling in. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. All right. Okay. So I know I had shared with you guys the story about Brittany Maynard. She is the young lady who she's 29 years old. Um, in January 1st, she was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. The doctors gave her six months to live, and they said because basically – 
she was really young that the, the disease was really going to take her through a lot. Um, she had already been having, like, excruciating headaches because of the tumor on her brain. She had some type of a crani- craniotomy or something, surgery, but it really didn't um, do much good as far, as far as alleviating the pain. So she moved to Oregon, which is one of the only five states which has the Desperate Dignity Act. And November the 1st, her, her doctor's already given her the pill. She's going to take a combination of pills, which basically is going to end her life. And she said that she's going to do it in her bedroom, surrounded by her husband, her family, and her, her close friends. So my question to you is, how do you, number one, how do you feel about that? And do you think that should be legal across the nation, the Death with Dignity Act? To, this is Yolanda. Wouldn't that be like committing suicide? Well, yeah, it is suicide. It's, it's uh, physician-assisted. Physician so you can't pray from a grave to uh, ask for forgiveness. Is uh, mm. Am I wrong? Mm-mm, no. You can't. So you're just going straight to hell? Uh-huh, and a handbag. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, her cause is because she, she doesn't, she doesn't want to go through, number one, she says she doesn't want to go through the pain, the agony, and her loved one seeing her go through that because that takes an emotional toll but on the them. Bible doesn't she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to leave her um, her family with those medical expenses. Well, this is Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that, you know, your life, God gives you life, and it's not your permission to take your own life. Yes. So, yes. So that's how I feel. Well, I I just think she just don't want to suffer. So I get it for that reason. She don't want to suffer. And if they've given her this way out, this is her way out. Because um, I'm actually considering purchasing some of those pills for a <laughs> 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 I'm actually waiting for my order to come in. Nobody. 
or through bringing him out on the other side of through, then, you know, it would behoove Mrs. Maynard to, to look at the same way, look at the situation the same way. We are all going through, we go through at, at various levels, but there's one God that has the final say, and we shouldn't take that final say away from him by trying Amen. to end it or fix it on our own. Yes, I agree with you, Q. It's all for yeah. time. Okay, I anyone agree. else want to chime in on that? Because we have a caller on the line. Anyone I'll call you Okay. Well, we have Miss Brenda Henderson. She's calling from the Peninsula. Welcome to the show, Brenda. Hi, Will. How are you tonight? Doing well. Doing What's great. Uh, I have a question. I did notice that most of your guests are hairstylists and makeup artists. And through my brand uh, with my uh, publicist, Nikki Curry, I've been able to evolve my brand through my message. But I wanted to ask you guys, how often or what part does your hair and makeup play in your branding? A very, it's, it's your image. It's everything. You have seven seconds uh, yeah. to make the first impression. Seven seconds. Yeah. Should you change your hair from time to time, even though you've, 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 your brand is accepted, people know who you are through your brand? Not necessarily. Um, some people, like um, who's like Whoopi Goldberg, she's known for her hair. If you're trying to establish that brand, if you want that to be a brand, but you could just be known for having exceptional hairstyles, that could be you. Um, I remember when Star Jones was practicing law, what was she known for? Do you guys remember? Yeah. She was known for something. It was fa- something fashionable. But that was her brand. Everybody knew that. If I'm not mistaken, I think she was known for being a plus-size woman that was always fabulous. She was always dressed from head to toe, and her face was always done. So yeah, in the that, was one, that was a big thing for her. Regardless of her size, it was an image that also got recognized. Mm-hmm. So, Brenda, to answer your question, I think your hair and your makeup definitely, because that's one of the first things we see. And I'll tell you, as a hairstylist and the makeup. Okay, because I noticed uh, in mo- most of all of my branding pieces, my hair is up. And occasionally I like to wear it down, but when I'm going certain places, I try to stick to it being up. So I was just wondering, up or down, did it really make any difference? I know I don't want to change the color because I get a lot of compliments on the color and everything. Now, I'll tell you, when I, before I knew your name, I always asked Nikki the lady with the updo. So you were known <laughs> for your updo. Okay. If you've answered mm-hmm. my question, I'll keep the do's up. They look nice on you. Wear it well. Thanks Thank for you. calling. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to take a, just a quick break. You're listening to Let's Face It on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. We'll be right back. Do you have tax issues, owe back taxes, or need tax relief? Contact L&B Tax Service today. L&B offers you over 15 years of expertise and first-class tax service for individuals, professionals, and business owners. With nationwide service, you can easily find a location near you. Contact one of our tax professionals through our website, lbtaxservice.com. That's www.lbtaxservice.com. L&B Tax Service Incorporated. Tax professionals that you can trust.
F-O-C-U-S. Find opportunities, create unique success. Focus is an empower agency that provides motivational tools needed to aid our youth and young adults in the metro Atlanta area. Allow Focus to provide your kids with additional help in developing self-awareness, leadership, communication, and empowerment skills. For more information on how to get started today, go to www.focusfruits.com. Focus, life coaching for youth and young adults. College is important, but it can also be expensive. College Planning Services is a group of educators, administrators, counselors, and other licensed professionals that work together to provide the necessary services, networks, and information to reach students that are serious about getting a college education. College Planning Services partners with financial institutions, corporate sponsors, and other major players in the global market to strategize in building a pool of information regarding financial aid, scholarships, and funding information to assist students in preparing to access the essential resources to build upon their path to an educational future. Learn more at collegeplanningtoday.com and let us help you start your college career. Welcome back to Let's Face It. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn. We're in the studio with some of my best friends, and we're just talking about some of the hottest topics that are going on in the news today. So, the next topic. Viola Davis, the star of Shonda Rhimes' How to Get Away with Murder. She was criticized by a New York Times journalist. Alexandra Stanley. She basically said to be less than classically beautiful, and I'll read what she said. Stanley says, ignoring the the narrow beauty standards some African-American women are held to, Miss Rhyme chose a performer who is older, darker skinned, and less classically beautiful than Miss Terry Washington, or for that matter, Holly Berry who played an astronaut, an astronaut on the Summer Minute series extent. So my question to you is, do you think more attractive people get better treatment and opportunities in life? And then number two, does the dark skin versus light skin rivalry still exist? Well, Hello. Will you, you have that? this line burning up tonight? This is Q. Hi, Q. Could you hear that over the music? Barely, honey. But I, when you said Viola Davis, honey, I had to sit up on the edge of my seat because I am a, a Viola Davis fanatic. Yeah. Well, I, let me just reiterate what I said because I, I think the music was still playing. But everything was done from Atlanta. I'm in Virginia. So, um, I just want to reiterate what I said. Viola Davis, who is on Shonda Rhimes' new show, How to Get Away with Murder, she was criticized by a New York Times journalist by the name of Alexandra Stanley. And this is what she said. Ignoring the narrow beauty standards some African-American women are held to, Miss Rhimes chose a performer who was older, darker skinned, and less classically beautiful than Miss Kerry Washington or, for that matter, Holly Berry. My question is, do you think more attractive people get better treatment and opportunities in life? 
And then the second part of that question, in this day and time, do you think the still dark-skinned versus light-skinned rivalry still exists? Yes. A dark, I mean, we don't need a bunch of unattractive people on TV. Nathaniel? <laughs> Don't you do it. Don't you do it. I, I'm going to tell you, I, number one, want to commend Shonda Rhimes. Yes. Kudos to you, boo, for going against the grain, for exactly. bringing real-life people exactly. to the forefront, and for dispelling the myth that darker-skinned individuals, be it female or male, cannot excel or rise to the occasion from a media standpoint. Exactly. Now, I'm not familiar with that New York Times um, article, but mm-hmm. this last episode, I don't know. Did you guys see that episode where she when pulled she the, the wig off? off? And the lashes uh, off? Yeah. Baby! Honey, that thing uh, yeah, I under. Do you hear me? I said, yes, honey. I started pulling my hair. <laughs> I didn't have mm, no wig Don't on, do that. You get what I'm saying. It was so eye-opening, and just I thought it was the most beautiful time in television that I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. I think Viola is beautiful. Yeah, I think she's beautiful. I think she's very classic. I think she's very regal, and I think she is a great performer. And I wanted Mm -hmm. to read to you guys what the response that she gave to that reporter. She responded with one of Maya's Angelo's. poems, quotes, you may shoot me with your words, you may cut me with your eyes, you may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I'll rise. And that was very classic. Mm -hmm. Very, very. Google Google translation, I got the part, punk. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm on TV, you at home, (laughs) boo-boo. Okay. (laughs) What about the whole dark skin, light skin thing? Is that still exists. Absolutely, it exists. It does. I don't know why. I mean, I think it exists because it's a perpetuation of what the media portrays. Exactly. Yeah, that's what. But that's what Shonda is is trying to do. She's trying to cut. She's trying to remove that stereotype Mm -hmm. and let you know that black is beautiful. That's right. But mm-hmm. yes, and lately, have you noticed on more commercials, more actors? There, there has been more black natural hair women in these commercials. These ads in the magazines, the billboards. If you take a look and take time, it's really it's a lot more natural, darker toned women that are getting these roles and that are um, being shown in the media. Absolutely. I said the chocolate party. Come on, Robin. We're doing a chocolate party. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes. Hey, loud. Um, I'm black and I'm proud. I'm addicted to the creamy crack, so I can't go natural. Uh-oh. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm coming to the chocolate party, too. White chocolate. You can't come. Oh, okay. you, you kicked out already. Okay. Invitation oh. denied. <laughs> okay, on to our next topic. You guys, everybody knows E.J. Johnson, um, Magic Johnson's son. Yeah. Yes, That's honey, Mr. Fabulous. Mr. I wasn't Fabulous. ready. Yeah. You wasn't ready? I, I wasn't, wasn't ready, <laughs> but I was I was pleasantly I was pleasantly pleased, if I could say that. That um Magic Johnson um embraced yeah. him as he did so openly. I really, 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 really 
really admire. I was telling Nate last night that I admire to be able to walk in the confidence that he walks in. Yeah. Um, but about so Mr. Saying, e. Johnson, he's – go ahead. I said, so you're saying that um, – do you do you believe um, – did you have reason to believe that he wouldn't have? Or, like, were you surprised or – Most black parents don't. Most okay. black – I'm going to say all of them. I'm going to say the word is – the this operative is word is true. most. Most black parents don't. Now, I don't know what went on to get them to that point. You know, they may have gone through hell like I did to get to that point. But most parents don't initially embrace that. Well, you know, and me speaking, and speaking from the experience, this is Yolanda. I have a 16-year-old that came out to us three months ago, and it was very hard for us and our family at first. It was like we was pushing her. We was telling her the word and this and that, and I had to take a step back, and I had to look, and I had to say, wait a minute, this is my baby, and are we going to keep continuing, continuing to push her out and push her out? She was depressed, and I finally realized, I, I told her, I said, Ayana, I said, I love you. I said, this is the decision that, I mean, you made the decision to come to us. She said, Mama, I feel 100% better. I feel like a weight has been lifted off of me. She said, I've been battling this for a couple of years now, and I haven't told anybody this. But I knew something was going on with her, but I just didn't know what it was. We finally, we sat down, we talked to her about it, and I just, I put my arms around, I told her, I said, we love you, I'm your mother, but I'm letting you know that there is some people out there that's not going to give you this same love. You have to brace yourself for that ridicule that they're going to send, the judgment that they're going to send, but Mm -hmm. I'm letting you know that you are loved, we love you, this is what you want to do, we're going to stand behind you. It's hard for people. It's hard for people because you've been taught as a child, women are supposed to be with men. And once it comes to your doorstep, we weren't ready. We were not ready. We were not ready. I was not not expecting that. So, Yolanda, when you say that you you knew something was going on, um, was she acting differently or was it just something you just couldn't put your finger on it? Um, I couldn't put my finger on it. I'm the person I am. I'm a deep person in the middle, at the middle of the night. I always say it's the time that I spend with God. I get right. up through my house. I walk my house. I pray for everyone. I anoint my um, family's head from their head to the soles of their feet. And I walk and I just pray and every, I mean, for that th- three months that I, I, it was finally weighing on me. I said, something ain't right. Something is going on. And I just couldn't, it, it, I couldn't sleep at night. I couldn't sleep, and I saw that she was um, pulling away from the family. She was just up in her room and just, you know, just staying to herself. She wasn't her same bubbly self because she loved to dance. She wasn't uh-huh. doing none of that. And I was like, wait a minute, something is wrong. But when she told us, my shoulders let down when she finally came to us and told us because I was expecting the worst. Mm-hmm. I was and expecting the worst. And she, think that's the worst. Yeah, and she finally came and she told us, and I just felt it was just a release that was lifted off of her. But we explained to her the word. She know the word of God. I mean, and we as parents, that's all we can do is show right. them and teach them. Right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. But you know what? That is not even the question that I was going to ask. But okay, oh, okay. 
<laughs> well, I just put it. I put it in there. I put it in there.
to go by what they see and not even get to know a person. I, I don't do labels. You could be black, white, Puerto Rican, Spanish, it don't matter to me. If you treat me right, we can talk about something. That's just honest. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I personally don't care either. I don't, I don't give a. I don't care, as long as you address <laughs> me right, because I yeah. I got a slapping anointing. Oh yeah. As long as it's not a negative yeah. label. As long uh-huh. as it's not a negative label, this is Robin. As long as it's not a negative label, I don't care. Yeah, that's right. That's why you live in ways that people can label you properly, like me. They say. That's a Christian. That's they say that that boy awesome. is crazy. It's another T. Exactly it's not the. It's not that one. It's the crazy. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> C. Wrong C. <laughs> right letter. Yeah, but wrong word. That we really, we really deal with. We deal with labels all the time, and um, even now, even more than ever, ever that I'm trying to really get the show started and branch off into different areas of my career. I hear a lot of people come back to me with um, maybe things that I'm trying to do. People who are on the inside of other camps come back to me and they say, oh, yeah, Will, the gay one, Will, that one. And I'm like, okay, they don't even know who I am. And that's what that's what precedes me. Because I have a problem with that as far as being labeled. Um, yeah. But when it's I, negative, yeah. They're missing out a whole bunch. They're missing out a whole bunch, and I've already instructed my publicist, anybody who gives you any inkling of the sign that that is going to be an issue for them, let them know that I don't even want them before they even want me because they're going to miss out on that. And that's all I have so, to say about that. So, Will, is yes. speaking about Christianity, I, I, I'm mm-hmm. thinking that's a great segue into um, our making good topic. Okay. What was our making our making good? Okay, the making good topic. Yeah. Um, well, you know that with all these hacking, the internet and the phone hackings and the security breaches, some of her pictures leaked out that she had sent by text to her husband, Devon Franklin. And, I, and she and married they were basically, her husband. Her husband. Yeah, her yes. husband. You can send shots to your boo, your husband. Not somebody <laughs> else's husband. Oh, why? Right. Right. You can send. Yep. Mm-hmm. But she was mm-hmm. these pictures got out and they were in the, they were exposed all over the internet, and people within the church were giving her slack about mm-hmm. sending these pictures out. They got cobwebs the between their legs. They married and they seen what they look like on text. Exactly, that's their issue. Is the way she looks. They don't have the body that she has. They mad as hell because she's sending it to her boo. They won't pose to see it anyway. And who are they, they even to him. condemn? Okay, you know, for real, for real, like, can we be, like, totally honest here? I just want to be very transparent. Mm-hmm. I'm mad at the pictures, too, and I didn't even see them. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, because if I had her at? body, guess what? I'd have sent them pictures to my husband. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Period. 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 Now, was that a husband with an F? I'm just saying, but, you know, I think... I think we in the church, sometimes we try to put this veil of perfection on mm-hmm. things. And yeah. the truth yeah. be told, if we were that adamant about doing what's right in our marriage, a lot of us would stay married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say it. You better Say raise it. your hand and tell God thank you. 
spotlight interviews, as well as exciting, innovative ways that you can be part of the show. So tune in next week for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. Hi, Fashion Hotline. Help. My family's New Year's resolution is to be more active, but we could use some new styles for motivation. Run into Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now. All Old Navy active styles for the family are up to 50% off. Kick it into gear with leggings, mesh tees, and more. Up to 50% off? Ooh, I'm feeling motivated already. Tops start at just 7 bucks for adults, 6 bucks for kids, with compression leggings and active pants from $15 for adults, $12 for kids. Kids, get a move on. We're going to Old Navy. Hurry in for up to 50% off all Old Navy active right now at Old Navy and Old Navy.com. Valid one 3 through one ten. Excludes in-store clearance. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.